welcome back to another podcast of Over a Brew. I'm super excited for another episode. Um, man, the last few episodes that I've been uploading were amazing. Had an amazing guests, had amazing speakers, uh, people that were sharing their stories, things that they've gone through, things that they wanted to do. But today, I'm sitting with one of my good friends, uh, Jason Amaral. Am I pronouncing that correctly? That's correct, man. Awesome. First I time. literally had to practice that several times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have Jason here, this man, man, to see his passion for fitness, his passion for growth, his passion to become the best version that he can for himself. It's super inspirational. I've been following this man for a while. I've met him. I had the opportunity to actually have a, conversa- have a conversation with him. Uh, at a Starbucks and got to pick his brain a little bit and just to see a man that is hungry for growth, not just both physical, but also spiritual and mentally is such an amazing thing. So Jason, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. I'm excited for them to hear your story, man. Bro, thank you. I'm super excited. It's uh, it's an awesome thing that you're doing. I've heard the previous episodes that you released and I'm excited to share my story. Thank you for your time as well. Thank you, man. I really appreciate your time and really appreciate you being here, bro. Thank you so much. Well, let's start off with who Jason is. Can you share a little bit about your story, things that you've gone through and, uh, you know, what's your day to day look like? Yeah. So to to start off, um, I've lived here in Ventura County for the past, well, I'm 27 now, probably 24, 24, maybe 23 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I've grew, I grew up here again. I came from the Philippines um, I graduated nursing school at CSUCI, so I'm a registered nurse. Nice. So if I passed out right now, you'll take care of it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you know I got you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went, I was actually volunteering at the hospital. That's how I got into nursing. And um, besides that, I love bodybuilding. I love fitness. And I'm, as you said, I'm hungry for growth. I want to grow in every aspect of my life. Yeah, super dope, super dope, which, uh, guys, this guy has tremendous growth in his bicep area, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm looking at him and I'm like, dude, like I should have brought a sweater. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) If you guys don't follow him, you guys make sure to do at the end of this podcast, I'll make sure to link his uh, his information down below. But uh, Jason, let's get into, you mentioned bodybuilding, Mm -hmm. right? So I've been... Uh, I've seen your stories. I've seen some of the things that you post on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about that experience. How'd you get into bodybuilding? So to share a little uh, background, ever since I was little, maybe around the age of seven or eight, I've just had this passion to just lift and do push-ups and sit-ups. I can remember as early as seven or eight years old oh, watching wow. like Rocky, the movie, or even just watching Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing how big they were, I wanted to get that big too. And I was really scrawny. I had, I had a problem eating. I had a problem eating. Really? Like I, I couldn't eat and I couldn't gain weight. And, I, and it sucked. You know, I was just naturally skinny guy. And um, I wanted to get big. So I, you know, I did push-ups. We had this machine at my house. It's a, I think it's like the total, I don't know what it was called. It was like total body, but it was basically just had cables. And you can like pull yourself up, position yourself differently. But um, I just love doing that. Um, I did, um, what do you call it, those workout classes during high school and then even in college. And I took it upon myself to get a gym membership. And it was at that time at World Gym that, shout out to World Gym, by the way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Big shout out to them. (laughs) Yeah, um, it was at that point where Billy, uh, he he was my coach. He was my coach. Um, He's the one who approached me and asked me if I ever competed. And I said, no, I've never 
competed. I've always wanted to. It's been in the back of my mind, but I never got the chance to. And he was like, "Dude, you should just do it. Um, you you have potential. You look good, and um, get your diet on point. Get your workout on point. Be consistent." And then from there, I just started competing. It, it for about two years. I started competing. My first show, I won first place. Wow! Congratulations. Um, Thank you, man. Thank you, dude. That's awesome. It was awesome. Uh, uh, in all the divisions that that I did, I I I, uh, I didn't win overall, but I did place first in my divisions. And then from then on, I got anywhere from first, second, third, fourth, fifth to not even placing. But I I, I learned a lot. There was a lot of uh, growth that um, I had from bodybuilding. So. Well, let's let's take a, a step back. First of all, congratulations oh, for winning you. first place uh, on your first show, which that's amazing. That's huge. I'm sure that. Um, people want to hear what was your experience like because I'm sure that there was people there who who have done it for a longer period of time. Yeah. Who you probably saw and you were like probably intimidated. Oh yeah. And that aspect that actually plays out in in an everyday life. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing, whether you're entering into a new career, starting a new venture, we always look at people that have done it. And I've talked to Johnny about this on my other podcast about you know doing something regardless of the fact that other people have done it already. Right. So you're a kid, you're watching Rocky, you're watching Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mm -hmm. you see these bodybuilding guys, you instantly want to get big, right? Mm -hmm. You go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I mean, I go to the gym, you actually work out at home, you hit Mm push-ups, you suffer from eating, Mm -hmm. Um, you probably were eating more than you should, but Mm -hmm. you weren't gaining weight, which was pretty much what I used to go through as well. What happened? Why? Why did you want to get into fitness? Why did I want to get into it? Um, you know, a part of it was, again, I wanted to be like those people that I saw on TV. And then another part of it, which is a pretty big part, is I want to develop more confidence because I, I mm. lacked confidence as I was a little kid. I, I'm i pretty sure you've heard a lot of people, you know, they get, they get bullied. I was one of those kids. Mm. Um, and I got bullied a lot. And, you know, I, I was like, I got to do something about it. I got to build my confidence. Um, I want to look good. I want to feel good, um, both mentally, physically. And so that's what really got me into going, um, getting into my fitness uh, where I'm at right now and reaching my fitness goals. Got it. Yeah. So at seven, eight years old, you were having these thoughts or at what time did that thought of, if I feel good, if I look good, I'll, I'll be more confident? You know, I would say that in high school, actually. High school. In high school, yeah. Developing that confidence and just hitting it at the gym. And I liked it. I genuinely liked it. Um, yeah, it was painful. But I, I liked it. I liked seeing progress. And I knew it took a lot of discipline. And that's something that I wanted to take upon myself. Nice, nice. Yeah. So it's crazy that you talk about being bullied mm-hmm. and being that kid. Mm-hmm. I actually, myself, being that kid, being skinny, being short, being mm-hmm. non-confident, mm-hmm. it really played a big part in my life. Right. I, I would eat a lot. Uh, I would didn't go to the gym until I was probably... 18 years old started mm-hmm. you know being introduced to going to the gym with my uncles my brother right but before that i would just do push-ups at home and that would be it yeah. but i was never committed to like fitness but i always suffer from confidence uh, i mean lack of confidence because i was skinny i uh, couldn't put on mass i would eat mm-hmm. but i wouldn't gain weight and up until this point i still eat and i don't gain massive amount of weight mm-hmm. which it's a double-edged sword right because if I don't go to the gym and I eat badly, I won't gain weight. But yeah. if I go to the gym and I want to put on some mass, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So 
so here you are. You're at your journey to becoming to go into this com- in this competition, mm-hmm. right? Right. You actually your mindset shifted in high school about if I look good, I feel good, and my confidence level will go up. Mm-hmm. So here's your coach that says, "Hey, have you ever thought of competing?" Right. What was the first thing that went through your head? Dude, I, I mean, I've I've been asked that question a lot, but this time was different because this guy. I've seen him around the gym and I was very intimidated by him. I would see him training people. I knew he was a real deal. And I was a little intimidated because I was like, man, I wonder what this huge guy is going to tell me. He was big. Mm-hmm. Tattoos. Um, shout out to Billy, by the way. <laughs> and Maria. Um, but yeah, I was I was scared. But then he, he was very friendly and he was like, yo, um, contact me. We'll see what we can do. And he ended, up, he ended up sponsoring me throughout my whole career in bodybuilding. Wow. Yeah. As you're saying, you know, that this guy approached you, big guy, tattooed. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think, did you ever think if I build muscle, if I look big, people are going to stop picking on me? Did you ever think that um, growing up? I think, I, yeah, you know, growing up, I did think that. I did think like, you know, maybe if I get a little bigger, develop some more confidence, people might, you know, kind of just... Stay away from me. Yeah, maybe stay away from me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah. just the way that you explained this gentleman kind of <laughs> made me think of that. Yeah. Okay, so you're in training, right? Yeah. You're in training. You've never trained the way that this probably this gentleman probably trained oh, yeah. you. Yeah. What were your thoughts through that process? Because a lot of people, when it gets tough, they mm-hmm. tend to quit. They tend to throw in the towel. They tend to say, I'm done. They give up. Mm-hmm. So walk us through that process. So yeah, his training, I can tell you, I felt like when I trained with him, I felt like I never worked out a day in my life because he was just going hard. Um, not to the point where I would get injured. He knew you know, when to stop and limit things, but he was just going hard. And just seeing his drive, his energy, that pumped me up enough to say, like, I got to keep going. Like, there's no going back. Um, and just seeing him day in, day out, he had his own business too. He was running it. And he was working for his own you know, business. And just seeing the hard work that he put in, it really inspired me and showed me, like, you know, I can do this. I only work three days a week as a nurse. Um, they're tough days, but I, I can do this as well. And even when I felt like giving up, he was always there to, to be my mentor and just lead me throughout the entire journey and process of uh, bodybuilding and competing. Dang. Mm-hmm. So would you say that he also, besides shaping your body, he also helped shape your mind? Exactly, exactly. Because I would also pick his brain on his business and how he got started. And he had, he had an amazing story too. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. we'll probably try to get him on the podcast, yeah. guys. <laughs> so awesome, man. That's yeah. dope. So, all right, so you're in the process of the training. You're, you know, you have moments of giving up. Well, what's, when, when can you remember was a hardship during that training where you said, I honestly want to give up right now? Uh, f screw the the competition fuck it i'm not gonna do it uh-huh. did you ever have those moments and what did you tell yourself besides someone feeding in positivity in your mind there's also the action of saying okay i'm gonna continue mm-hmm. yeah it's it i do have an example and it, it happened i had a 12-hour shift um and it was a tough day but i still had to go train and i was almost gonna flake on my coach but I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go, just get over it. And then as I was training that day, I just remembered like, you know, I was going to flake, but look how I feel now after working out. I felt good. I didn't feel tired anymore. And it was because I took that extra step to push myself. And I feel like I leveled up at that time. Yeah. How many times have, you know, for you guys listening, how many times have we actually 
um, felt tired, felt discouraged, didn't want to do something, didn't want to go to the gym, didn't want to pick up the camera to make a video, didn't want to make that additional call. How many times did we feel that way and still manage to say, fuck it, I'm still going to go and do it. And that result, that feeling, that that uh, positivity that you felt right after you did it because you felt a lot better about yourself. Oftentimes, you know, we get into that funk of shit. I don't want to do this. Right. So mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted you to actually touch a little bit on that. That's why I kept asking questions about an example of mm-hmm. when you felt that way, because I feel the audience really would like for you to hear that, you right. know, for them right. to hear that about you. So bodybuilding, mm-hmm. bodybuilding day comes, right? The competition day comes. Mm-hmm. You are 24 hours away from it. Yeah. Oh. What was that feeling like? Dude, I was freaking nervous. As it was nerve wracking. Just seeing again, being intimidated by all the other people. Um, just knowing the fact that I'm going to have to go on stage. Plus, I didn't want... I'm going to tell you guys something. So there's different divisions, right? There's men's physique, which is the board shorts. Okay. You wear the board shorts. And then there's bodybuilding, which is you're wearing the freaking... Like the speedo-looking speedo thing? speedo-looking thing. <laughs> and I don't even show my my ass to my girl. Like, I don't... Like, I don't... Like... Okay, okay. So basically, what I'm trying to say is like... <laughs> super uncomfortable. Right? I was super uncomfortable. And my coach was like, you're going to do it. I don't care what you say. You're going to do it. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so, but I ended up... Did, did you feel like, dude, I should just walk away from this right now? No, I didn't feel like that. But I was just like, man, this is so uncomfortable. And I I was like, you know what? As I was ordering my um, my Speedo, I was like, I'm going to get some gold ones. If I'm going to if I'm gonna feel uncomfortable, embarrassed, whatever, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel uncomfortable, embarrassed in a gold. In a gold. <laughs> I'm going to look good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether I like it or not. So yeah, it was really nerve-wracking. Um, what I was looking forward to though was that um, I think I had a burger or I had something to eat. Yeah, yeah, I had a burger because usually you eat a cheat meal the night before you compete to fill you up because you've been so deprived of carbs and and food in general. Ooh, I want to get into that as well. Yeah. So okay. And so that the night before, mo- most most uh, competitors they do this. They eat a burger, something f- like you know with carbs. Um, and uh, protein the night before a fat burger. And then so the next day they look full. That's what they call looking full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how you want to look like. Okay. But yeah, um, I also wanted to give a shout out real quick to my girlfriend because she bought me shoes, which I still do have. They're Nikes and they're one of my favorite Nikes that I have to this day. And um, upon an opening the box, it said, uh, congratulations, champ. So that that was that was really nice of her. So shout out to my girlfriend. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Awesome girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're in the process. You are 24 hours away. You eat this meal. How are you mentally preparing yourself? Dude, I'm just envisioning myself um, on the stage because this is something we practiced um, after we would work out at the gym. You know, prepping. We would go into the into the room, one of the rooms with the mirrors, and then practice my posing and my routine. It's just like just like dancing when I would dance in high school in hip hop. Um, but that's exactly what I was envisioning. I was envisioning myself on the stage, posing, um, perfecting the pose to the best of my ability, and then winning. That's exactly what I was thinking the night before. During your just training winning. process, how have you? Did you think actually? Okay, I won. I already won. Whether. I don't get number one. I've already won because I've gone this far, mm-hmm. you know? So you were you preparing yourself as well for that winning you yep. know, announcement? 
Yeah, I was, I was, yeah. And again, like I like the point that you made, um, saying that you're winning, that you won even though you didn't get first place because you you did it. You did it. Most people, not most people, but some people don't get the opportunity to be able to go on stage and perform like that. Mm-hmm. So I told myself, you know, even if I don't win, I still won. Um, I, I did it. I went up there and I did my best. So yeah. I, I like the point that you just made. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I think that we oftentimes get so caught up in the recognition mm-hmm. of the recognition of other people of if I don't win first place, if I don't get a good compliment or if I don't get the next position, whether I'm at work or if I don't get the next client right. or if I don't expand, um, I didn't win. Mm-hmm. But I think in my mind, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to shift my mind into as long as I show up for myself, that's already a win. Right. As long as I stay committed, that's already a win. That is already a win. Right. Yeah. And you you did that in, in a different level because you're depriving yourself from food. Yeah. Which I've gone through like the fasting, the intermittent fasting, uh-huh. the you know, seven day juice cleanses, and I can tell the struggle and I and I can feel the struggle that you might go through. Uh-huh. Right. Especially that's not a, a physical thing, it's more of a mental thing. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. dude. The mind is very powerful, and if you tell yourself, like, I'm going to give up or I'm done, you're going to give up and you're going to be done. Mm-hmm. But if you tell yourself to persevere and just keep going, take that extra step, you're going to do it. That's awesome. But, yeah, the mind, your mind is, my mind was was tested. Let me just tell you, it was tested. I'm sure. And um, I apologize to all the people that were around me, my family, <laughs> my girlfriend, because, you know, you can get irritated. Mm-hmm. Easily. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Easily. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. So I want to talk also about... Besides you looking good, which you do, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, your mindset. Mm-hmm. How has working out helped you with your mindset? So, as you know, working out, you have to push yourself to be at the gym. Not even just being at the gym, but putting in the work to to feel... Because you, you're going to feel sore, right? You're working out. In a sense, you're kind of hurting yourself a little bit, but it's to rebuild that muscle. Outside of the gym, you have to diet that's very, very important. Diet is very, very important. And so as far as my mindset, I feel like working out, dieting, and just all that discipline, because it takes a lot of discipline, it's really helped my mindset in the fact that, you know, I, I have to do this, and I have to stay committed, and I got to develop these good habits, and that's how it's helped me with my mindset. Wow. Yeah. How has working out also played a part in your life? Um, because you mentioned when you go to the gym, you're rebuilding your muscle. Mm-hmm. You, you stress it to a point where it hurts, but it's all for good pain. Yeah, right? exactly. So, and then you mentioned dieting after you're out of the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that you mentioned throughout this podcast right now. Like an example is you would practice your poses. Mm-hmm. You would go to the gym consistently and you still do i'm sure Mm. um you stress your muscle you diet all of those things are practice you're practicing you're 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 building yourself to get to a point where things become habitual Mm -hmm. where things become part of you now right that pose where you were doing where you were probably showing off your back to to a mirror Mm -hmm. in your mind you were practicing how you would look in front of an audience exactly right um those curls that you were doing you're just imagining your bicep growing exactly so so now you're you're at that point you're you've just been training 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 your body that all those things become habitual Mm -hmm. without uh, subconsciously you're doing them exactly breathing Mm -hmm. right so now how have all those little 
techniques and habits played a role in your life? So, um, you know, as what I can tell you is as I've worked out and I've gained physical strength, um, I also knew that I had to also fix my mindset because there were some points where like, I wasn't really happy. And I think we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And um, this is why I started my journey in personal development and mindset. Um, and just, again, practicing those habitual um, activities like reading and um, having those mastermind groups, uh, talking to other people. Um, I feel like that's how bodybuilding has really helped me because I knew that your mind and your body are, sorry, your mind and your body are two totally different things. You can't just focus on your body. You got to focus on your mind as well. And I feel like that's really helped me to get to the point where I'm at right now. And where are you at right now? Right now? So right now, uh, again, I am a registered nurse. Um, I also have a podcast with two of my friends. That's Rico. Which is badass. You guys need to check it out. (laughs) It's called Inside the Millennial Mindset. Um, and then I've made a couple investments here and there with a couple friends. So I'm truly looking forward to those things. Um, but yeah, I feel like bodybuilding has really, really taught me a lot of things as far as patience, um, taking control of my life because, um, there were times when I was going down, down the wrong road and this could even be like financially. Um, and I really had to just tell myself like, look, just like in bodybuilding, when you disciplined yourself, and, um, you know, you had to do certain things and make sacrifices. You got to do the same thing in every other aspect in your life. And that's how I can say that I applied uh, the principles I learned in bodybuilding to other aspects. Wow. So <laughs> you mentioned you're investing in things. Mm-hmm. You had a moment where things started going down the hill. Yeah. Talk about those moments. Okay. So I, I can give you a very specific one. So as you know, I'm a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was making good money. I was making pretty good money. But I was spending more than I was making. I fell into that hole and into that trap. I had credit cards that I didn't pay off. I bought a over $80,000 car. A GTR, right? A GTR. I bought that. Um, I mean, I didn't pay it off, but I, I, I was pay- making my monthly payments. And I was just going down the wrong road. And it just clicked to me. This just happened last year. So I know I didn't mention it on social media, but yeah, I don't have my GTR anymore. I sold it back to the dealership. Uh, and I, I got a couple thousand back. But I really had to take a stand and check myself to as far as like where where am I going right now? Why am I going down this wrong this wrong road? Why am I um, buying these things to make other people feel happy and I'm not happy, right? Mm. And so and so that really hit me. That really hit me. Wow. Yeah. Dang. A lot of people would have thought that you were happy. Yeah. A lot of people that would have seen you in that car living the lifestyle that you were living would have thought you were happy. Yeah. And that's what happens a lot of the time. Right. Is that people look at, you know, for instance, I'm looking out, we're looking outside this window, mm-hmm. right? It looks so beautiful out there, right? Amazing. Someone may come in here and be like, that's, that looks horrible. Yeah. Right? yeah but in my true. mind, it's like, damn, like, that looks beautiful. It all depends on the perspective that people yes. see you. Yes, yes, right? yes. And yes. I honestly thought you were doing well. Oh, thank you. I, I'm I mean, glad that you're sharing your story about what you've gone through because a lot of people are probably going through that right now. Yeah. Are probably, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and driving something that they cannot afford mm-hmm. or living the lifestyle that they cannot afford all because of what? To impress other people. Exactly. I'm sure that you probably weren't doing that for those reasons, but there's a lot of a, a lot of those people that are doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, I was reading a statistics on, on, uh, 
on Investor uh, Business Insider, actually. And it talked about how a lot of millennials nowadays are in credit card debt because mm-hmm. of the lifestyle they're trying to portray on social media. Exactly. And dude, you you hit it right on the dot. Social media, um, these entrepreneurs and yeah, they're, they're rich. Um, but there's some people that are just showcasing these nice cars, this nice watch, these nice clothes. And it's like, who, what are we really trying to do? Like, mm-hmm. what are we really trying to do with ourselves, you know? What are you trying to do with yourself? With me? <laughs> I'm trying to explore the entrepreneur, um, the journey. That There's something in me that, it, there's like this fire in me that I want to be able to create something. I want to be able to work with others and create something together as a team and not work for someone else. Um, I say that lightly. I don't, I don't um, hate on anybody that work, you know, that has a nine to five or whatever, but I want to be able to explore that other aspect of life where you can create something, make, make money, um, have a team, um, because we can do it. You can do anything nowadays, right? So why not? Why not take that challenge or that extra step? And that's what really pushed me to go where I'm at right now. So, okay. So you said you want to explore the entrepreneur route. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a nurse. Do you think? Do you see yourself actually quitting your job pretty soon? I've I've been asked this question, and I mean, no, I I still want to be a nurse, but not work as much. Maybe if I do part time or per diem, maybe just one shift a week, because I still love caring for other people, and I don't want to lose my license. It's something that I worked hard for, and so yeah, I still want to be able to work as a nurse, but also have my. Your hustle. Hustle, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what about being a nurse? What what attracted you to that? Just the fact that I'm able to to help someone make them smile at their worst. And to me that was very impactful. As you know, the nurses are the ones that are with patients more than more than anyone else. More than doctors, more than therapists. Um, we're the ones that are literally there at their bedside. And just being able to care for them, make them smile. I, I'm the type of guy where, yeah, it's super serious in the hospital, right? But I'm going to do anything that I can to make you smile. I'm going to point something out that I really like about you. I'm going to compliment you. It's, it's all genuine. Uh, my main goal is I want to be able to make every patient smile. And that's, that's my goal as a nurse. And just okay. make them feel good because they're at their worst, you know? You don't want to make it... You want to be so serious and caught up into, oh, they're so sick, I got to do this, I got to do that. No, that's that's how you burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to enjoy it. Yeah, it's stressful, but you want to be able to enjoy it and just, um, as human beings, just do something for another person, that give that service. And that's what really attracted me to becoming a nurse. Dope. Yeah. Dope. That's awesome. Thank you. What have you learned from it? What, have, what has been the biggest blessing and the biggest um, takeaway from this career? I mean, you're sitting across people or sitting with people and helping them out and mm-hmm. taking care of them. Some of them are dying. Yeah. You know, some of them are going through that transition stage. What have you learned from that? There's a good number of things. I, I really like that question. There's a good number of things. Um, one thing that I've learned is just cherish your time on this earth. Um, there's some days after work where I feel like, man, I really, I, I question like where where do we really go after this life? Because I see, I've seen patients pass away and it really makes me just think about like life and just the people, the friends and family we have around and just really cherish your time with them because you just never know, you really never know. So um, I know we, we, um, we get so busy in life and business, 
but you know, take that time to be able to spend time with your family and your friends. Um, that's one of the biggest takeaways I've I've learned from working at the hospital. Wow. Yeah. You know, I've been wanting to actually visit a hospital, and I can sit here and say I don't have time, but mm-hmm. we all make time. You, you exactly. said that. Um, to sit down with people that are going through that transitional stage, mm-hmm. to pick your brain, you know, because oftentimes a lot of those individuals wish they had more time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe you, the person that's listening to this, you have tremendous amount of time in front of you. Some of you that may be listening to this are going through the toughest, the most roughest roads, the adversities that you feel that are never going to go away. Um, I commend you for, for continuing to fight. But I also tell you that it's not going to be easy through those trenches. But always look ahead. You always have more time. You always have life. Exactly. And if you are with someone that you love, someone that you care for, reach out to them, give them a hug. Or if you are away from your significant other, reach out to that individual. Tell them how much you love them. Um, or your family or friend, you know or people you haven't talked to and you've been thinking of reaching out to because it's crazy when mm-hmm. we're in our deathbed that's, that's when we want to reach out to everyone but exactly. we don't have enough time yeah yeah exactly awesome yeah. well to end the podcast my last question mm-hmm. and before I get to that last question huh? where can people find you so um, I'm mainly on Instagram you can just find me at Jason Amaral that's J-A-S-O-N-A-M-U-R-A-O so you can find me there. Well, here's my last question. Yeah. What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? That's a good question. What is the legacy that I want to leave behind? I want to leave the legacy that you can do whatever you want. You can build. You can create. You can do whatever you want. You just have to go out there and go after it. And I, w- I want to be known as someone who was a part of a team or who built something and flourished because they tried and they were committed and that's the legacy that I want to have and and I helped people throughout the process that's my number one um, goal in whatever I create as an entrepreneur I want to be able to really really help people and um, use those principles that I've learned from bodybuilding and nursing and curate that into entrepreneurship awesome yeah well I'm excited for you I'm excited to see where you're going next thank you just continue to see you grow and continue to be the uh, genuine person that you are. Oh, thank you. I appreciate Chris. you, bro. Bro, I appreciate you having me on this podcast. It's cool being on the other side. Usually I'm right <laughs> behind the camera. But I really, really appreciate this, man, and just having the time to talk to you. You're, you're a good dude, bro. You make me smile oh, just by you. you smiling. Like, <laughs> that's a gift, bro. That's awesome. <laughs> you don't even say anything and I'm smiling. You know? That's awesome. That's so awesome. I appreciate you and um, giving your time doing this. Appreciate you, brother. Thank, thank you, you so much. Bro. Thank you, bro.